What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta's own. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, I'm doing very well. Starting to get uh, pumped up for this big week in sports we got coming up. Indeed. First time, uh, obviously, there's a lot of negatives going on that we could get into, which we will. Yeah. Um, You know, it's exciting. It First is. time since 2013. Got to plan out our playoffs. Got to watch off uh, how to watch the playoffs. Right, right. Uh, yeah, Braves and are going to square up with the Dodgers. They won their their game yesterday, game 163 to win the Western Division. So Braves have actually traveled out there today. Uh, so I assume they've they've landed by now or are getting settled in. And we also, of course, have to mention our special guest today, V Waldrop, my mother. Uh, reason I'm here. Rabbit Atlanta sports fan, Literally. as uh, <laughs> as you users might remember for our first episode, and the explanation of why I'm such a, a cursed person when it comes to uh, <laughs> comes to Atlanta sports. I, I, I think this this uh, lovely woman to my right. <laughs> is it my right or my left? My right. Yeah. Turn off. Yes. was talking about something similar <laughs> to that today about how he feels like he's a bad parent. Just for making his children, children Atlanta natives. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with the well, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. Cheers. 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 Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Very excited about the Braves. Yeah. They are my passion. Yeah, I would say they're your your probably your favorite team out of all the Atlanta sports teams. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, before we get into the Braves, as you suggested, Mom, uh, let's get into the bad first. The Falcons lost 37-36 to the Bengals once again on a drive where the defense could not stop the opposing team's offense. That led to a gut-wrenching, heart-stopping defeat where you just wanted to bury your head in the sand for the rest of the day. So, Adam, how do we feel about the loss? Sort of same shit, different week, right? Yeah, they're almost not even... We're just used to it now. Like, yeah. three losses, three last-minute losses, like, they're all in the same way. That's just apparently how you lose football games right. nowadays. It, w- it would be nice if uh, if one of these games just got our ass kicked, because at least you just could accept it early on, like maybe in the third quarter or something. It's 42-10. to 10. We didn't play well today. You know, crumple it up and move on to the next game. Not so with this team. I mean, we still have a lot of good parts on this team. Sure. But, I mean, we're just definitely cursed with these injuries at this point. Yeah, for As sure. As I predicted last week, Grady Jarrett is now the next injury. I think it's something has to do something with. Uh, I don't think God wants us to win the Super Bowl in Atlanta because he is. You know, our, our defense is just totally. It's absolutely. We named the last episode part of the name was the decimation of the Falcons' defense. Now it's been obliterated. Like there's nothing left. It's been obliterated. Now that Grady has been reported that he's going to miss the next couple of games with an ankle sprain at least. Um, the Falcons made a corresponding move today and signed Bennett. Yeah, Michael Bennett, whoever the heck that is. Not the Michael Bennett. Not the Michael Bennett from Chicago. Oh, I Chicago. thought it was. No, oh, unfortunately. Oh, I was like. 92-9 the game actually posted a picture of Michael the Bennett. Seattle Michael Bennett. Oh, I thought but so. They were, but they were I just. I know. It. When I, I heard that, like, too, I was like, son what? of a bitch. I was like, wow, we actually got some outside help. That's, That's actually like a really good player. And yeah. then and then you looked at who it was and it was like, it's this kid from Jacksonville. Who, loser D tackle. Yeah, who has only played, I think, what, six games in the league and oh, hasn't done I much. I thought that was the real Michael Bennett. Yeah, I know. I think we all did. Unfortunately, it was not. Mm-hmm. Mom, your reactions to the to the game on Sunday? Well, I'm just saying, when you have A.J. Green and you know he's going to go into the end zone in the last uh, second play for a winning touchdown and nobody's covering him, 
What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Isaiah Oliver was guarding the five-yard line for I mean, some reason. Yeah, instead why of, aren't you in the, in the end zone? zone. It'd yeah. be in the end zone because yeah. that's where A.J. Green's going to be. It looked like he was <laughs> just watching the – the, the backfield as opposed to picking up you know one of the top five receivers in the league who was running right behind him we should have been which made smothering no him we should have been smothering AJ Green it was it was interesting too because you know we, we looked at it we once again Adam we talked about it last week we figured it'd be another shootout with both defenses not doing very well uh, and Matt Ryan being on a really big hot streak and the, the Bengals before that game had allowed every single quarterback that opposed them 300 plus yards passing with the way Matt's been playing an MVP caliber clip in my opinion. We knew he was probably going to have a big game, and a big game he did have. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. But, I mean, 419 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Once again, plays out of his mind and is now the only quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw for at least 350 yards, or, or at least 300 yards, three touchdowns, and back-to-back weeks and lose Ever. both of those games. Ever. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, you can't blame Matt or your boy Sark or... No, Anybody not really? Not anymore. No. Can't blame Sark anymore. Yeah, Ridley with two more touchdowns. Now he's atop the the, the NFL lead in, in touchdown receptions. Poor Julio. Uh, Julio had a big game though. Nine receptions for 173 yards. Some mm-hmm. of that coming from that last desperation attempt by Matt, but even still, he was effective. Mm-hmm. Most Sanu had his best game of the year: 111 yards, six mm-hmm. catches. Huge catch. Um, had some big third down conversions too. Yeah. One thing that disappointed me on the offensive side of the football was Tevin Coleman didn't, couldn't really get going. Well, you know what I noticed about him, though, for the mm. first time? I noticed him cutting and instead of going just, like, straight ahead, running like he usually does. I noticed a little bit of... East-West yeah, movement. Yeah, a little you know? bit, which I'd never really mm. noticed with him before. So Yeah, and this was a defense that gave up, what, like 190 yards or something like that to Christian McCaffrey the week prior. So we were, I was expecting a big game from Tico. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get it. Um, but once again... Overall, you cannot blame the offense matter. because yeah. the offense put up 37 yeah. points. We should have won. Yeah, <laughs> and it was back and forth, back and forth. Uh, what was it, 28, 28 at the half or something ridiculous like that? Yep. Uh, you know, the thing that really upset me going into the second half was we played zone the entire first half, and it was getting obliterated. You would have thought, you know, after it, they, them getting 14 points in the blink of an eye that, hey, maybe we should make an adjustment. No, they don't wait, they don't wait to do that until halftime. Which was great to see. They actually made an adjustment. Absolutely, that was the first time they like they've done in the history that. of Dan Quinn's career. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it seems like that they did make an adjustment. And Tack got going big time. Yeah, three sacks. Three sacks. Excellent. Vic Beasley was actually around the quarterback. Yeah, I feel like he played his best game. He didn't have a sack, but at least he was making. You know, he was rushing. Andy, he was putting pressure Andy on. Dalton. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, and you were talking about this last week, but it comes down to our corners. Mm. Like, I mean, Trufant, he could have won us two games if he had... If he like, held on to the pick. If he just had the hands of, like, a common man that you could find on the street. I or Miss Vivian here. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... Because tw- he did that against... Was it the Eagles as well that he had, like, a wide-open pick yeah. that he dropped, yeah, he dropped with a chance to yep. ice the game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, is that a surprise? Is that a surprise for him when the ball you, comes you, to him? Does he actually know how to catch the ball? Uh, I, I, I don't know. You've never been a big – you've never been up on Trufant. I've never been a fan of Trufant. I've always thought he was overrated, always. Yeah. And now, I'm right. I see it. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, what really was frustrating, they have a really good second receiver, Tyler Boyd, had 11 catches for 100 yeah. yards. He was just killing us on these, like yes. – I don't know what you call them, crossing patterns, but it was like over the middle on either the left or right side of the field, and even in man coverage. Trufant was con- consistently being burned by him. Trufant, once again, proves he's not a shutdown corner. 
I think. He, 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 did, he did deflect two passes, but overall he was obliterated over the course of the game to me. Um, very disappointing. Um, overrated, as we like yeah. to say. Yeah. DeMonte Casey got a pick, which was nice. But, I mean, overall, when you let Andy Dalton throw for 300 and whatever it was, 37 yards against you, yeah, I'm not saying Andy Dalton's a bum at all. But <laughs> It's fine. But it's it's... It's it's just disappointing, and but at the same time, you sort of got once like we talked about last week, come in with a little bit of measured expectations because the defense ain't getting any better. And um, but we still have like enough like guys that have been around forever: Alfred Trufant, um, Vic Beasley, Campbell, Campbell, Tack. We have enough like talent out there that we should be able to hold him to twenty five. 28, right? even. Yeah. Like, giving up 43 and 37. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just quit playing the soft defense, though. That's, the, that's the where the zone comes in. At the critical moments of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should be smothering these people right, in that, the end I, zone when they have the opportunity to score. Well, I think that, that kind of play, we actually were kind of doing that with the man coverage. We actually got some stops, forced a turnover, and then for some reason at the end of the game, it's like, oh, let's do a zone, which yeah. hadn't worked the whole game, which gave up 28 points. Ridiculous play call. Stupid. No. Whoa. So, another frustrating, frustrating loss for the Falcons. Got your boy Brian Poole out there leading with his head oh. on every single play. Oh my yeah. gosh! Talk about. I was watching part of the. Well, you you like to record games and and and, and fast forward through the commercials. So I, I had to go to your your place after the game. So I was I had to watch <laughs> the last quarter of the game. Did you watch it again? You watch it again? That's brutal. It yeah. was brutal. Brian Poole to me should be kicked to the curb. Well, he couldn't tackle Drew Brees. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees. It was like he was a rag doll. Yeah. And then this bleeding with the helmet. Especially when that play, it was clear that the ball wasn't at the guy, and he hit him like a couple seconds. It felt like after when it's like helmet to helmet. One, why are you tackling like that? Two, it's 2018. It, it was. It's not it was. Fly. It was also, I think, third and 18 on that play, or second and 18, or something, yeah. and that gave him an automatic first down. Automatic first down. I think down. that. I mean, it kind of lucked out. Wasn't that the same? Dry, we ended up getting the pick. I can't remember, but regardless, that's yeah. that's sloppy football. I think yeah. that's another thing that's wrong with this team is just the, the, so the, many penalties. Yeah, the the absurd amount of penalties, and also I hate to throw shade on the offense again, but you know when we were in the red zone, we had a false start, and it's like how are we getting false starts at home? It's just that's inexcusable. Well, most of them are on the defense. They are, they are, but and most of them are at third down when they're long and third down, and we give them up. Oh, Automatic first down. Right. Here's a gift. It's it's like, <laughs> and, and it's like you know what. And another thing that last drive, two fourth down conversions by the Bengals. We had them fourth and six, I think fourth and eight, something like that. But I know there were two fourth down conversions. I think Trufant. I think once again they were to Boyd each time, and uh, at least one time. And it's like you just couldn't do anything. But it's just really predictable. I said yeah. at the beginning of that drive when there were like four minutes left, I was like, let's just go ahead and, and let them let score. AJ Green score. Yeah, let them get like a seventy yard touchdown. So offense has time to work. So we have four minutes. Yeah, cause, I mean, but even if, if you give Matt Ryan, Ryan one minute, I think he can do it. We would have at least tied that game, sure. at the very least. Sure. But it was just so predictable what was going to happen. Yeah, it's almost like the, the, the cynical side of me. <laughs> I will always keep watching Falcons games. Don't get me wrong, but the cynical side of me just wants to keep watching to try and predict how we're going to lose. Oh. Because it's like it's it's just it's like oh a Drew Drew Brees is gonna hop over the the goal line oh a last Start second making bets out of it exactly you yeah. make you can make bets on you know you play fucking bingo right throughout the whole game you know it's just oh like it's God. it's pretty sad now it is sad sitting at one and three going to Pittsburgh this weekend 
against an equally desperate. Well, they're not doing well. No, they're not. Equally Thank desperate goodness. Steelers team that just got trounced by the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Uh, they're 1-2-1, one, and one, which pretty much is 1-3 and three, just like us. Uh, haven't, haven't really looked effective, but Roethlisberger at home is usually very good. Uh, I expect, once again, another shootout. 50, 60 points? No, at least 60. It's going to at least 60 points will be scored combined. collectively. Combined, yeah. yeah. That was my... Um, <laughs> and they don't, once again, they don't have Le'Veon Bell, but they got Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. James Conner's been pretty good with, with replacing Le'Veon Bell. You know, the offense is stacked. Their defense also is, 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 is inept, kind of, like, kind of like we are. So I think, once again, it's going to be a huge shootout. Um... I don't think there's really much to preview here. I think that once again it'll be like 38-35 or something, and we'll probably lose in some absurd fashion. Antonio Brown will probably score four touchdowns. Julio will go for like 15 catches for 250 yards with no touchdowns. And uh, it'll just be, you know, another one of those games. I have literally zero faith right now, especially losing Grady Jarrett. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, each week we say it, it hurts. Yeah, um, and it just hurts more and more. Or is it less and less? Do you become more ambivalent as time goes on? Or do you, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, does it numb you out? We're only one and three. Like, the season's not over. No. We have to win, though. I think we have to yeah. win this game. Oh, yeah. If we, can, is... if we can win this one, and then we got, sorry, Tampa Bay coming into town, I think. Yeah. And, the giant... and James Winston is back James on. James Winston back. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, they got Mike Smith. Everyone wants to fire Mike Smith, which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> gave up 45 points to Mitchell Trubisky yeah. over the weekend. Um, Trubisky. Oh, yeah, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just hope we can win those just so we can yeah. still have something to watch. Something yeah, get yeah, yeah for. Giants after that, and I think the Redskins. So, I mean, those are all very – and the Cowboys after that, I think. Those are all very winnable games. Yeah. We can get back to – we can get uh, back to 500, hell, even a little over 500 by the time Deion Jones comes back if we can just – Hopefully they start employing this man coverage a little more because the because the defense yeah. actually looked a little better. Yeah, they were capable. Yeah, looked a little better in the second half overall. For I mean, second, first half, first half, not, not so much. But but with the man coverage, they looked they looked better. Yeah, so, and then they decided not to use that right at the end for some damn reason. But I mean, hopefully that's a sign they got to win this game. That they don't win this game, I think we're screwed. If we're not screwed already, yeah. I mean, but it's it's kind of standard Dan Quinn team how this season's playing out so far with us starting off slow because remember last year we easily could have been 0-4 if right. a couple things had gone differently in the Bears game sure. and the Lions game yeah. so Absolutely. like nothing's it's really that different except we haven't been able to run the opposite side of the coin a coin flip literally against the Saints right like if we win the coin flip we probably win the game we probably win that game so let's just hope that the offense can keep doing what it's doing and Defense can make a few stops. Right. Maybe get a pick. Right. And hold on to it. Yeah, Trufant maybe For actually catch God. the ball. He needs to have a big game. I'm afraid. He needs to get some gloves yeah. with sticky stuff on a big time, like all over his yeah. jersey and those everywhere. Were, those receiver gloves? Yeah, get some yeah. Velcro so if the ball's thrown out, it sticks to his yeah. body. Yeah. Sheet. Like, we're not cover, above, we're not above cheating. Himself. No, we've, we've pumped crowd noise in the Georgia Dome before. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, yeah, we're not above that. I don't do that anymore, <laughs> yeah, I think that sort of completes the, the Falcons postmortem for so the week. So sad, so sad. Gosh, such an exciting game. It was such an exciting yeah. game. Both of those games against the Saints and Bengals were incredibly yes. thrilling. It was just... I, I, did, I did appreciate it on Sunday. We were at our friend Max's house watching the game, and Graham, it was just a really terrible Atlanta sports day. The Falcons had lost, and then the United lost. 
the Braves were losing and the Dodgers, what was it, the Dodgers and... The Giants, they were beating them like 15 oh, yeah, to nothing or something. Oh, yeah, they were crushing them. Yeah, so yeah. like everything had gone our way and we were there with Philly John who was watching the Eagles game. Yeah. And like I, I walked outside, I didn't care about even finishing that game and then about 10 minutes later he walks out depressed as well. I was like, your team lost? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Hey, welcome to the club. Everyone. Let, let's talk again. Yeah. Everyone in the house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was rough. Um, should we transition to to the Braves some some happier times? Sure. All right. So officially, the Braves play the Dodgers as we mentioned. Braves went two and five against the Dodgers this year, and now, as we mentioned, Braves traveling to LA. And I gotta say that this matchup is scary in the sense that on paper the Dodgers are infinitely more talented across the board than the Braves, both in the starting lineup, the bench, the rotation, the bullpen. They have the advantage up and down. Every every single phase of the game, they are favored. And it, it's it's hard to sort of fathom a way that we can come away with uh, win this series, but at the same time, I'm kind of approaching this differently than I have in the past in the sense that, you know, the Dodgers are built for the playoffs. We weren't built for the playoffs this year. We got in through tenacity, grit, and, you know, no one expected us to be here. Who the hell knows what's going to happen in the playoffs? Playoffs are insane. And I saw a stat today that said for the last 17 years, a a, a playoff team that was previously was not in the playoffs the prior year has made the World Series. Ah. 17 years in a row. Wow. Which is pretty wild. And it there's is. three of those teams this year. Brewers. Brewers, A's, and Braves. So <laughs> yeah. right now, on paper, you'd think the Brewers. But... I texted Juan, who's yeah. uh, Juan he used to work for me with the Gwinnett Braves. Now he's in Graham and I's different fantasy leagues. He's a big villain in these fantasy leagues. People a big hit, villain? Yeah. Yeah, he always throws you like ridiculous Horrible trades. and uh, complains about everything. people over. Yeah. Um, but he works for the A's. He's their uh, like translator for kind of like we have the dude Oh, like for, we have, yeah, for uh, Akinia. can't remember his name. For Akinia. Um, right. Yeah, but I told, I told him, I was like, all right, we'll see you in Atlanta for the World Series. Braves, Braves. That would be awesome. Yeah, he said, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, get us some tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but wow. yeah, so what what are the <laughs> where fun. where are the initial thoughts from from y'all heading into this uh Well, I mean, Newcomb almost had a no hitter against the Dodgers. Well that's so. been one of the interesting Graham and I have been going yeah. back for like ever about what the starting rotation's gonna be. And last thing I said was it's a no brainer that Newcomb can't be in there. But today, today it sounds Snitker like yeah, yeah, absolutely opened the door for Newcomb. It was it was it was heavily inferred that he would be absolutely. in the rotation. Absolutely, it was game two. Jesus, yes. that's terrifying. Yes. However, I mean, here's the good news. I think if he he did look good in his last start against the Mets, but that's against the Mets. Okay, but he also no hit the Dodgers. He had a what perfect. Yeah, that was... Be- Ever like, since then, though, he hasn't done very well. No, he hasn't. Was, However, it was, it was like right it's against they, the Dodgers. Yeah. But it was before they had Manny Machado back. No, he didn't. Oh, he, was, he wasn't playing in that? But Justin Turner wasn't playing in that either. Okay. Well, I don't care. It's still against the Dodgers, so he feels really good right. psychologically against the Dodgers. I mean, yeah. Actually, if he blows up, then you take him you, out. You got two key or you something. You put in two key, you put in Freed, you put in you know somebody to go long innings, and... Cross your fingers. I mean, it could work. He's, he pitches better when he gets his rest. And he's gotten plenty of rest. Long rest. Yeah. yeah. He came out of the bullpen. I can't remember if that was Saturday or Sunday, but he looked all right. What's the temperature going to be? I don't know. If it's going to be super hot, I don't yes. want him yeah. out there. He's awful. That sweat machine. I think yeah. on Monday it was like in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. In L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, here's some other information about the Dodgers that kind of scares me. I was shocked, though, when I heard uh, that. They scored 804 runs this year. Highest scoring team in the National League. Um, 235 homers as well. So they are an offensive powerhouse. They're a machine. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. They are an offensive powerhouse. To me. It means nothing to you. We're, all, we're both 0-0. Oh no. We're 0-0. Oh no. right. We're starting at zero. That's fair. Yeah. They, they have all the expectations on them. We have zero on us. Yeah, right. there's nothing to lose. And I think one thing... I'm really looking forward to like the offense lapsed a lot last week, minus that 10-2 victory over the Phillies. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but one person who remained pretty consistent in my eyes, even when the rest of the offense was lapsing, was Ronald Acuna, and I'm expecting him to do work in this series, particularly against Clayton Kershaw. And that's a bold pr- prediction, but Kershaw likes to keep the ball down. Acuna crushes low pitches. And Kershaw is not. Kershaw is seven and seven, I believe. He has a five hundred record great, great. in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not a I big. I think that's right. I know you're not a big win loss pitcher. I'm know just this. saying I, he's not that impressive. He's, he's not what he was in 2013. No, yes. when we when we faced him in Game yeah. One, he was like the peak of his power. Right. He was just an untouch, untouchable beast. He has looked mortal this year. He still had a very good season, but I'm not as a, Afraid of him as I as I normally am. Um, the good news is too that the Braves crush left-handed pitching this year. Yeah. Well, because you got Ozzy hitting from the right-handed side. Right, Ozzy kills left-handed Camargo. pitchers. Yeah. yeah, and Camargo, right. I, who I've become a huge fan of mm-hmm. yeah, in the last few months. And Snicker has talked about because of the the, the lefties going because this is going to be Kershaw game one. Hyun Jun Ru. I'm sure I just butchered the shit out of his name. Yeah, that was a. How do you say his name? Oh, no, you got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, put you on the spot. Uh, you know, he is also left-handed, who pitches exceptionally well at home as opposed to on the road. So those are your first two opponents. He's but a lefty, too, right? He's a lefty, too. Um, but we do really, really well against left-handed pitching. Yeah. And against left-handed pitching, we've hit, as a team, 271, 338 on base percentage, 449 slugging percentage. Um Right-handed is, is, is not as good. And there's a stat I want to introduce you all to, an advanced stat, that I think is really good. And Adam's going to shake his head. And I've been thinking about this, what you said last week, about how I don't give a shit, although I acknowledge it, I don't give a shit. It doesn't advance my love or understanding of the or game. Or my viewership. Or your viewership. Yes. But I want to enrich your life a little bit. There's a cool stat that I've been paying more attention to, that uh, Talking Chop, which is like really I think it's the definitive Braves website in terms of reporting on the Braves. Has oh. really introduced me to, which is called WRC Plus, Weighted Runs Created Plus. The basic overview of it is that um, it's a statistic that attempts to credit a hitter for the value of each outcome. So, I, like a double is better than a single, triple is better than a double. Home run is obviously the best you can do. So you have a WRC Plus rating. Yes, you do. Okay. Um, so rather than treating all hits or gain on base equally. Uh-huh. Um, you know, What's the outcome? there's an algorithm that produces one number, gotcha. basically, at the end of the day. It also factors in, you know, where you play. So, obviously, players who play in Coors Field aren't going to have, you know, you got to take that into account. It's, I think it really is, when you actually, like, look into it, it's one of the definitive examples of how to evaluate a player's offensive uh, ability and value to a team. Okay. So, against lefties this year, so the league average for WRC Plus is 100. So if you're at 100, you're an average player. If you're above 100, you're above average. Below 100, you're below average. So Tyler Flowers against lefties this year, 203, which is 
Insane. Uh-huh. Acuna, 162. Freddy, 146. Albies, 139. Suzuki, 120. Camargo, 116. Marquecas, 104. Only Culberson and Ender are below 100. So you got to feel good saying, even though these are two tough lefties, the Braves, not only with the old school t- statistics, but with the new school statistics as well, can handle left-handed pitching. This this series, to me, is going to be won by the offense. The, the Dodgers are going to score runs. What's we the Dodgers' be- are players' WRC plus is for right-handed? I don't know. I'm, I didn't have enough time to look into all that shit. Well, but that doesn't do much. Wow. I already told you that they've scored the most. They, I know they're better than a league average player. They had the best WRC. I did see this today. They had the best WRC in the in, in, in the league. Against? Okay. Against everybody. Everyone. Anything left or right? Yeah, like overall they're the best. They're the best offense in the National League. Oh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. But we also, we hit the shit out of lefties, though. So what right. I'm trying to get at is is that even though the odds are very much against us, we have a chance. We do have, we a, have chance. a chance. Of course we have a chance. We're playing baseball. You always I know, have a chance. But the, the stats back it up also that we have a shot. And for people to write us off like this is silly to me. Well, I heard he was going to start Suzuki. Not flowers. I, I like that, though, because Suzuki has been really hot in he September. He has been hot batting. So. Yeah. Um, but that's, but that's what I heard knows? today. I was hoping we'd have the roster by today. Yeah, I was hoping that, too. It could come out tomorrow. It, it did. Since we finally got the game times. Right, we got the game yeah. times. Let's uh, talk about that because it's, I think it's, it's kinda, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, so on Thursday night, the game is at 837 on MLB Network only. So for those of you who don't have MLB Network, go to a bar, call up some friends who have MLB Network. Do you have MLB Network? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Do you? No. You can come on over. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if if someone in Atlanta is going to probably do a feat. Like, you know, Monday Night Football happens, and usually Channel 2 or someone will also show we'll it. have a feat. I think yeah. Kelsey Wingard said that they're just going to be doing pre- and post-game stuff. Yeah. Oh, she did. Yeah. But if someone can tap into the feed or something, like a local channel, yeah. Channel 5, something like that, and I don't know. That's a possibility. But as of now, Game 1 is only on MLB Network. I can't that. Yeah, it's very unfair. Well, it's this also is like a national th- league these late league? games just show, like, why, like, kids aren't as much into baseball as they used to be because yeah, like because you're in bed yeah who can stay up till 1145 they, they have to they oh, have to night. unfortunately yeah. they have to consider the west coast because we're playing the west coast that's yeah. why the games are so late they don't have to, they don't have to but okay. I mean, the west coast they could just leave work early and go to a bar and have fun and then sure. be home by dinner what are yeah. they complaining about it's already five. hey you won't find any complaints from me i'm just saying i'm i mean, i'm, I'm seeing yeah. it from the it's ob- a west coast bias from the objective point of view so 837 game one thursday night Game two is at nine thirty-seven Friday night. Nine thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. On on a on a station called Fox Sports One. If you don't know what Fox Sports One oh, is, I have it. It's Fox Sports' new cable I national cable it. network. They're ESPN uh, contemporary. That one actually works out for me because I was debating us going to Nashville this weekend, and I was debating whether or not to go Friday or Saturday, all based off the Braves schedule. Mm-hmm. But since they're not playing till nine thirty, I was like, oh, I can drive up to Nashville and, and still watch, oh, the game. watch it in Nashville. Yeah. 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 So, so game. Th- I'm okay with that. One. Yeah. Game three, which we're all going to, mm-hmm. uh, is at eight oh eight on Sunday, also on Fox Sports One. That's late. Yeah, I was hoping for like a four o'clock game. Then I know because I was I kind of wanted to go to the the battery, watch the Falcons, and then oh yeah. transition fun. perfectly oh, into the Braves game. Day. Yeah, but we can still do that. You can still Just go watch might, the Falcons. Might be dead at that point. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be aggressive. <laughs> but those are the those are the game times. Um, <laughs> Have to get sleep off in the car. Yeah. Come back. But uh, 
Wow. We also, it was announced today, Fultonavich is confirmed for game one. Yes, I heard that. Outside of that, nothing else has been confirmed. Right, I heard that. One, now I'm hearing that Anibal's not might not even have a game. I heard that if, also. If that he's not even that's re- I think that's ridiculous. I agree. I think if Snickers... Because they would bring Fulty back for four. Right. So maybe Anibal for five. I was saying Anibal should be two. Anibal, I wouldn't mind being two. Season veteran pitches really Pitching well. Away. So he deserves a start I, over over I, not faulty over Newcomb, Newcomb over I Newcomb. Agree. Well, I agree with Newcomb if we win game one. Only. Like I think you have to go Anibal if we lose game one. I agree. I, I, I think like you, you can. And either way, you pitch Anibal. There's no because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to jump into why Julio Tehran should be left off of the postseason Absolutely. roster. Absolutely. One. We already talked about this. Worst walk rate in baseball, 17 walks over 29.1 innings pitch in September. Also, against the Dodgers, he is just god-awful. Um, all time, they hit 283 against him. Puig owns him. Grandal owns him. They've hit seven home runs against him. Uh, 5.88 ERA over the last three years. A 7.71 ERA at Dodger Stadium. Say no more. They dominate the shit out of him. And unless we forget, in 2013, we gave him a 2 nothing lead that he coughed up in Game 3. Pissed me off. I know he was young then, but Jesus. The only West Coast team he actually pitches well against is Colorado. We ain't facing them anytime soon. So there is literally zero way I want Julio Tehran to even sniff the postseason roster. I agree. What, do you, think? what do you think, Adam? I know it won't happen. happen. I know it won't happen. You don't but think he's if you on look, the roster? You look at the stats. No, he will be on the roster. He will be on the roster, but he should not, not, be not start a fucking game against them because he is owned by them at home and away. And if, the, if he starts... So you want Newcomb to start? I would rather have Newcomb start again over Tehran. So if we've been playing the Rockies, would you be going on this crazy? I would say then you go with. I'd say you go with. Yeah, I'd say you Newcomb. go with. I say you go with Julio because one once again Newcomb hasn't pitched that great against Colorado, even though he did have a good game there in uh, in like April. But Julio actually pitches really well against the Rockies. Once again, as we've talked about Adam over the last the four matchups. four or five episodes, the matchups are so important. Yes. And even though we can all say it's October, blah, 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 wipe the slate clean, et cetera, you you, pitching-wise, you got to consider. So you don't even want him in your bullpen? No. I don't want him any – I want someone who's actually going to contribute. He is not contributing anything to this roster. Well, I mean, Newcomb has pitched great. Not Newcomb. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. just saying. But I, would, I, I don't yeah. think Chevron should be in the starting four at all. No. He should not be in the starting four. I don't want him in the bullpen. I want nothing to do with him. He sucks against – every single start against the Dodgers, he sucks. You look at the game logs, sucks every start. You looked at every game log? Yeah, he's horrible. So, Adam, I know you, I know, I know. know we all know here that there's no way in hell Tehran's not on the roster. Hell, we saw him get on the bus today to they, go to the they, airport. But they said they were taking people on the plane that were not going to be on That's the fair. roster. So, who knows? I, I, but I think we, we know that he, of all people, will probably be on the, on the postseason roster, regardless of the matchup. Yeah, this Newcomb thing definitely throws a wrench in there, though. I'm who who reported that he might be game two. Uh, ben Ingram. Ben Ingram. With, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Because Snicker Snicker alluded to it. Yeah. When he interviewed him today. I heard that he's really worked on arm slots and some other shit, and that the kink supposedly has been worked out from when from this decline he suffered. So. I mean, obviously they know more than we do. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a very talented guy. We saw a lot of good things Absolutely. from this year, but he just wore down down the stretch. Yeah, and he had a good start his last start. So I mean, I don't know. Hell, at this point, I mean, you're playing with house money. The more we talk about, because if we're talking about Tehran pitching at SunTrust Park, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. or maybe 
you go with neither of them if you're bringing Fulty back for Game Four. I think you got it. If there is a Game Four, I think you got to throw Fulty. Like regardless if we're up or down, fuck it. And then figure out Game Sada. Five. Yeah, because you got to try and win. You got to try and win. You know what? That's that's what the Dodgers did against us when we should have won Game Four in 2013. Was they threw Kershaw in Game Four because they're like, yeah, screw it. We gotta go with our like it, if it, it's do or die, man. Every game is it, do or die. What I go for it. I kind of like about us playing on the road is if we can split one of those, like just take one of those games, yeah, then it's just a massive advantage versus the pressure of losing at home. Right. Absolutely. You know, because there's zero. Yeah. I mean, you're like we're expected to lose both of those in LA, but if right. we can just get one of those, then. And we're starting to well, yeah. One thing I would like to also like to point out, we lost two series this week to the Mets and Phillies. We choked away at home field, which was, you know, pissed me off quite a bit. But at the we same time... We don't play that great at home anyway. Well, we were on the road. But uh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. But the thing is, is like recently, over the last month or two, whenever the Braves lose a couple series in a row, that's when they turn it on they and go back. on a four or five game winning streak. Right. I'm not saying that's going to translate to this series against L.A. because it's going to be totally different. It's playoffs. But I kind of like that track record because it's been pretty damn consistent recently in terms of you lose a couple series, you go on a four- or five-game winning streak, or you win a couple series in a row. Hopefully this is one of those times where that translates into winning some games. Sure. Um, who the hell knows? you got to go into it with a lot of excitement. Yeah. I watched uh, a little off-topic. I watched uh, a really slow day at work the other day. And I watched a old, uh, I think it's an ESPN films on the Red Sox before it was on the Curse of the Bambino, right? Before they actually won the World Series, mm-hmm. and it was just classic. Just seeing, and I'm sure a lot of the things Miss Vivian here went through in the '80s with the Braves, Absolutely. but just seeing the passion of these Red Sox fans, despite all the losing, and just like they're like every year, I'm like they're not going to get me this year, they're not going to get me this year, and then. Sure enough, they do. Right. So, it's how I feel right now, though. Sure. Well, I had to say, there was not a lot of passion in the 80s for the Braves. Right. I could uh, buy a $4 ticket and sit on the dugout level. Wow. Because there was nobody there. Yeah, that's wild. No one there. insane. I I can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, I mean... No one. Yeah. Maybe 300 people in Fulton County Stadium. Good Lord. The the, the pitcher I'm most afraid of for the Dodgers is not Kershaw. It's uh, Walker Bueller. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Oh, Bueller. Yeah. He, uh, fortunately for us, because they had to play one, they had to play game 163. They burned him yesterday. So the soon as he could pitch would be game three. But I'm telling you. He could come back and pitch. He's They've already said that they're going to do Kershaw, Ryu, game okay. one, game two. So I assume game three, he'll be, he'll, he'll be pitching. Yeah, but I mean, this kid is an absolute beast. Right-hander, 262 ERA, .96 whip, 151 strikeouts across 137.1 innings pitched. Can, can touch 98-99. Uh, he's actually, if you want to go by war, he is the best pitcher on that staff. So... He's better. He's had a better season than Kershaw, according to the analytics. So, not by much, but I mean, this kid is packing Special. serious heat, and he's going to be a fixture in that rotation for a long time. He he's the one I fear the most, honestly. Eh, big Kurt. shit. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, be aware of him. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw him pitch yesterday against yeah. the Rockies. Yeah, I mean, he he throws fucking gas. Yeah, he this was, kid. Everyone throws gas nowadays. He was pretty good though. Yeah. Location. So. What do you think 
who's going to be our best pitcher when we come home? I mean, just the perfect pitcher for our game three. Who would you want to see? I mean, we Maybe know Fulte's out. I, I agree. Annabelle, me too. Maybe. What do you think? I think it's sort of, as Adam was saying earlier, which I didn't really thought about. I mean, thinking about who wins and who loses. I mean, if, if not who wins and loses, but if you, you know, if you, uh, if you split, you know, those first two games. Right. Does that change your choice? Does that your change choice? your choice? If does you it? lose the first two games, does that change your choice? I mean, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I would, I would prefer maybe Gaussman. I know. That's what I was wondering. Uh, Gosman, however you say his name. He I mean, didn't look that great. He hasn't looked very good recently. Outing. And that's the thing that kind of scares me about him. It's like he, he isn't as untouchable as he was. Yeah. Still, his peripherals are good. A lot of walks, last outing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's still got that killer splitter. Um, I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind um, Annabelle. But I think, I think Annabelle, I would almost prefer him to pitch on the road just because it's in a hostile environment. None of these kids have ever pitched on the road in a playoff game. I want to throw him out there, especially if we lose game one. You know, you got to go with your best guy, and I think your best guy is Anibal Sanchez that's left in the rotation. Yeah, I agree, yeah, I agree I with agree, that. I agree, too. Um, so I would say that sets up for for uh, Gosman to pitch in game three. But it, it becomes very... Or Newcomb. Maybe, I don't know. It becomes very interesting... When you when you consider what Snicker said today, like I was thrown for a loop when he was because once he was brought out of the bullpen, once Newcomb was brought out of the bullpen over the weekend, I was like, oh, they're testing out the bullpen route. Obviously, Newcomb's going to come out of the bullpen. Maybe not so. Yeah, who the hell knows? They could go with Tukey. They could go with Tukey. I know he's still in consideration. Yeah. And honestly, like we talked about last week, Tukey the first two times through the lineup is an absolute monster. Three and four times through the lineup, he's awful. But I'm not opposed to saying. Throw the kid. We have literally had the same conversation for the past month. I know it's it's <laughs> kind exact of exact same thing. It's confounding. every week. It's it's <laughs> really interesting though. It's really interesting it's, to consider all the they're possibilities. They're more decisive than us. Yeah, for real. Uh, we'll see very shortly. Yeah. Um, one thing. Exciting. One thing we have to mention is uh, Dansby Swanson is doubtful to oh, make the roster. No. Uh, some little advanced analytics for you guys. You're all about the analytics. Today, sixth and sixth in baseball, not in baseball, but at, at shortstop for defensive runs saved. It saved eleven runs this He's year. Sixth in all of baseball. And and at shortstop. Wow. At shortstop only. Um, He's really improved. He it, defensively he has been uh, <gasps> tremendous. He's really improved. And it's wow. it's it's. Upsetting that he's probably not going to play. I want to ask you guys though, but do you still want him on the roster to potentially play uh, defense and late game scenarios, no. pinch run, things like that? You think it's a waste of a roster spot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I do. I like going with Rene Rivera as the third catcher, hmm. so that Flowers or um, Suzuki. Suzuki can be our number one pinch hitter off sure. the bench. Sure. Which you can't really do. What about Duda? Well, him too, but just like you got to wonder if he's going to be able to play with his he's, back. He's, 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 he's had back issues. He's questionable. It's it's yeah. been all quiet on the Western Front in terms of what the hell's going but on he's with him. Completely questionable, right? So you're going to take Dunn. Dunn. I, I mean, mean Duvall. Duvall. Hell Duvall? No. It's the last person I want on the roster. Ruiz. Rio Ruiz apparently is off the roster. Oh, is it? He's they're going to go with Flaherty, aren't he's they? He's off. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it's not they're confirmed. It's not confirmed, but that's what I heard. Um, I haven't heard that, Graham. I heard that somewhere. It was either on Kevin McAlpin, Ben Ingram, one of their Twitters. I don't know. Or Grant McCauley. One of the 
the excellent uh, reporters we have that cover the Braves here in the city. But one of one of them said that he was left some. He's going to be somewhere potentially ready to go on a plane at any point in time in case mm. someone gets hurt. Oh, I yeah. just hate that Charlie Culberson can't come off the bench. He's so yeah. stellar. Yeah. I, I like, I like yeah. Culberson, though, playing. I mean, you talk about postseason magic. The guy was full of it last Absolutely year. Absolutely, for the Dodgers. Right, and yeah. and he's done that this year. All those walk-off home runs, improbable home runs off Max Scherzer. Right. This is the kind of player that does something in October. This guy, I think Acuna's going to just rake. I just have a great oh, feeling about I him. So. Right. I really do. No. You can knock on wood all you want, you, you superstitious know. bastard. I feel like I thought Jason Hayward was going to do that in the 2013. The thing is, is that, that the, like, like normally, as we know, historically with the Braves, they play down. They, they play their best baseball in the regular season. These Braves minus Freddie Freeman don't know any about any of that shit. Oh. And even Freddie has, has played decently in the, in the postseason. So it's like, I don't know. This is a new beginning. This kind of reminds me of of '91, even though I wasn't around. I mean, I was around. You were there. I was you there. You went to the game. I know. Actually. But 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 <laughs> well, he claims he remembers no, things. I have like a, that. a picture of him at the '91 games. But uh, but when we beat the Dodgers, then we beat the Dodgers to go to World Series. Wasn't that who we beat? '91. Or no, uh, we beat them to win the division. Right, the division. Well, that, because back then, you only you know you had one. Right. Right. So, so there weren't there weren't as many playoff rounds, but right. yeah, we beat yeah. Beat them and it sort of launched a new era of Braves baseball. Right. So this is the next era. Could be history repeating. Who knows? Yeah. Hope so. And no one thought there's a chance in hell that we'd beat the Dodgers. And even though, like, the objective part of me thinks we're going to get on paper, you know, as I as I've been saying, everything says we're going to get screwed by them. We're going to get absolutely beaten to hell. Our bullpen sucks. Whatever. But there is something about this team when their backs are against the wall when they play their best baseball. They don't give a shit. There are no expectations. I mean, they give a shit, but you know what I mean? It's like, there are no expectations. Just go out there and play baseball. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? We have seen them play good baseball against good teams all season. Let it ride. Fuck it. And they have a lot of fun. They're a fun-loving group. And I think that energy that Albies and Acuna bring, and even Enciarte gets in on that, and they just have so much joyfulness and celebration yeah. in regular season games. I can't imagine oh, yeah. the gonna, energy they're going to bring to the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to be, no, they're going mean, to be Acuna said he, so he has never gotten nervous playing baseball. Yeah, he's got a record saying that. She yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that that's why it's so, just a game. I mean, yeah. and that's why his muscles don't contract, and and he can swing the bat right. so beautifully and everything. He's just. I think he's wise beyond his years. Oh, he's so. I mean, oh, even though people yes, say like, oh, you know, he's just a kid. He's you know, sort of not screwing off, but you know, like some you know, we talked about this before. People get antsy over his his antics, and there was a really cool video. He's joyful. Exactly. He's just a joyful. He's a young. Right. Person. No, I, I totally agree. And but at the same time, that fuels his competitive fire and makes him a more mature baseball player. I think he feeds off that. Without that, he is not the player he is today. Well, it's just cool that the rest of the country is finally going to get to see this. Like yes. the, the guys, guys like him and Albies, they've yes. never really seen him. Yes. Right, Fulty uh, too. Fulty. I mean, I mean, I think yes. Fulty is your absolute fixture in the rotation yeah. for for the next. I hope ten years. And I mean, I'm, I have all the expectation in the world for him to be an ace. And I, I don't yeah. know who the guy is going to be, but I just have a feeling that, like, one of, like, a Max Freed yes. or a Tukey yes. or, like, yes. one of these young arms coming out of the bullpen, yeah. I think, is going to... Light it up. Yeah, exactly. I think Freed and Tukey are I dark think, horses to watch. Oh, I, time. No, I don't think they're dark horses. I think they're... I think they're 
definitely going to yeah. be. I think they'll be factors. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see anything dark about them. That's fair. I don't think they're unexpected. I think right. they're like full of expectation and, sure. and going to be great. Um, one one thing, last thing I'll mention about some more snicker comments today. It seems like he's gonna he wants to hit you know Camargo second. What do we think that does to the lineup construction? I really liked Ender two and Camargo fifth. I think with all the left handers we're gonna face though, I kind of like the move. Got to split it up. I think it balances the lineup. Camargo has better splits against left handed. He's it, fantastic switch hitter. I mean Camargo, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it, but then what do you do five? I guess he hit Suzuki five now. Yeah. Um. Ender, Ender six. or Ozzy six. Six. I think he hit Ender six. I mean, not I Ender. Sorry, Albie six because yeah. he crushes left-handers. Ender seventh, and then Culberson mean, hits eighth. I think that I think that's in play. I just want Marquez to be in the zone. If he's in the zone, yeah, he hasn't really been in the zone since no. the first half. Yeah, and yeah. If he I can mean, get in the zone, I think we're like oh. his uh, his splits. In the second half, are kind of more akin to what he normally does. Yeah, he's kind of fallen off a little bit, yeah. especially in the last week of the season. It looked like he was swinging a garden hose at the plate. Yeah, I he's got to be tired. I think he started every single game this year. I, I would have liked to see why. I would have liked to see more off days from Marquez down the stretch. I'm glad we got Freddie some rest, but I think Marquez really needed some off days. It's like it was probably some old school bullshit baseball thing of starting 162 games, but I would rather not see that and and preserve him for the postseason. I heard that he was offered off days. And he didn't take it because that's the kind of guy he is, and I respect that, but it kind of... I hope this time off over the next... What's it? It's going to be three days before they play baseball. It can do him some good. I think Mark Higgs is going to be fired up. I think he's can be... Huge piece for our success. If he can get in the zone, if he can start hitting, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I hope that like happens. Like he did in the first half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I, I think no matter what, you got to be pumped. So we're all going to game three. We're all going to game three. Yeah. yeah. I think one of, one of the most uh, <laughs> chill-inducing parts of my life, thinking of back, I've been very fortunate. I have been very fortunate to go to, you know. Dozens of playoff games um, is is seeing a sea as a one year old from one years old till twenty eight seeing a, a, a sea of red tomahawks going up and down everybody doing the chop after it's over and just going nuts. I mean, I think there's there's nothing better than that in a sporting environment for me. I mean, that is just like epic as all hell. I remember Fulton County in 96. And the tunnel, when you come out of the game in the tunnel and everybody is doing the tomahawk chalk. Oh, going to Fulton County? Leaving the game in the tunnels and you can just hear it reverberating in the tunnel. Yeah, no, it's like I think this city is going to be jacked as shit about this game. I think we're going to come out, we're going to sell out. We're gonna we're gonna bring it as as a city. I, I think I have, I have a lot of confidence. You would hope so on a Sunday night. Like, there's no excuses to not be there. No, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Heard, I don't I think we're gonna be you know hashtag true to Atlanta like we like what we saw unfortunately with the Saints game where people not showing up till the second quarter. No, uh, I think people are gonna be in their happen. seats. They're gonna be pumped. Let's rock. Yeah. Well, you better get your tickets now because I heard of a cute story today about somebody going up to the Braves ticket office to try to get tickets for the game three, and the only tickets he could get were two hundred forty-five dollars. Holy shit! 
and at the ticket at the ticket at the, the ticket office. Yeah, you want to no, I'm just somehow. saying. No, I'm just saying he was at the ticket <laughs> office at the Braves. It's supposed to be a real and, old school Braves, right? Eighty-seven year old Charlie Claiborne <laughs> from Clayton County. I'm just saying, and he um, they saw the AJC and, that and, they were playing. Oh the, Jesus! <laughs> and the people at the box office said to him, "Well, sir, I think we will start selling standing room alley tickets soon. Yeah. So if you can't." Get those. <laughs> he might right. be on right. his own room. I'm like, yeah. Maybe he's never heard of Stop Hub. Yeah. That's, <laughs> probably not. I just thought it was, that's very such, old school. I just thought it was such a cute story. He went through no, the I like day, it. Yeah. Probably put his hat on. Yeah, took he his had newspaper the hat on. Under his arm, he right. Has yeah. his reading glasses on. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so get your tickets now. Yeah. I think that's all the Braves talk we have for today. Let's get into our interview segment. I'm excited. Um, V. Waldrop here. Uh, so, so one of the things that's always fascinated me about you is you, you've told me many times before, and it's actually mentioned in a newspaper article we'll bring up in a minute that was written about you in 1983. You moved to Atlanta because you wanted to move to a city that had professional baseball. Yes. Was that the only reason you moved to Atlanta, or were there other factors that contributed to that? Well, there were some other factors that contributed, but I wanted to... I lived in a fantasy world in Sanibel Island, Florida, and I was in my late 20s, and I thought I needed to grow up and go to the real world, and so I thought, if I'm going to move to somewhere, to a big city, I want to move to a city that has Major League Baseball. So, Atlanta was still in the South, and I'm a Southern person. Yeah, you'd have to go up person, north otherwise, basically. And, yeah, because... You grew right. up. You grew up liking the Yankees because of your your father, right? My father was a huge right. Yankee fan, and so I grew up watching the Saturday game of the week with my dad sitting on the floor. I'll never forget it. Watching Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, mm-hmm. and um, that's where my love of baseball began with my dad watching games. So, so when you when you got to Atlanta, what, what year was it? It was in the eighties, right? Eighty one. Eighty one. I moved here. So, I think there was a division title what, in eighty two or something like that. Uh, but overall, in the eighties, it was pretty. It was, it was pretty garbage. It was very bleak. Yeah. However, um, we had some great players on our team. Even though it, it, in eighty three, for example, we came in second in the division to the Dodgers. We mm-hmm. finished second, so we weren't awful, but. <laughs> Certainly we weren't great. Right. But anyway, we had a so lot, lot of great players. So not a lot of fan interest back then either, huh? Oh, I would go to the game. I worked at the state capitol, which was right down the right street there. from yeah. the um, Turner Field. I mean, Fulton not County. Turner Field, from Fulton County Stadium yeah. back then. And we would walk down there after work and buy like a $5 ticket and a $1 beer. And um, you could sit anywhere you want to. I'm guessing there wasn't... You could sit anywhere yeah. you wanted to. It was the same thing back... There's absolutely nothing around the stadium back mm-hmm. then either. Was that bullpen there, even there? there that was bullpen no, restaurant? No, no. There was absolutely Did people tailgate nothing. anything? Was tailgating a thing back in the early 80s? Where'd you park? I walked you from walk. work. I oh, yeah. walked from work. Well, yeah, Capitol is definitely a walking distance. But did yeah. people... Was there parking? Was like how it is how it was when Turner Field and Fulton County were there. You didn't have lots or anything like well, that. Well, you right? had well, you had the Fulton County parking lot, right? Yeah, but I usually went from work, right? When I went, so right. I didn't dri- I didn't drive to many games. But later on, you know, of course, 
they are usually parked in the gypsy lots, or, which were all around near you know, Azar's Fulton package. County. Yes, Azar's, Azar's package, Azar's package was very, yeah. was very <laughs> popular. Yeah. yeah, and anyway, but I mean, I got to see Del Murphy, who was like the light of Atlanta baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the best. Chipper before Chipper. Phil Necro, Bob Horner, Spawn, Glenn Hubbard. Wasn't Warren Spahn there, too? Uh, no, Warren Spahn had already moved, shuffled on okay. <laughs> by that point, that time. Did I ever tell you this time that Phil Necro settled a pitching argument between me and a friend? No. Yeah, Where was that? This was when we were working uh, in terms oh, the, of the Gwinnett the, Braves. Gwinnett, yeah. He, like, he's all over that place. Like, Is he's got he? A, yeah, he's got, like, a restaurant there, Necro's. And, oh, fun. Yeah, he just wanders around. Oh, <laughs> fun. And for whatever reason, me and my friend were arguing about proper... Pitching form, like, out of the wind-up. Yeah. And whether or not you should, your first move should be rocker step back or just a small one to the side. Side, right. And I said back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you got to, like, keep it in a box. In there, yeah. And he was telling me I was old school with that, yada, yada, yada. That's not the way it's done anymore. I was like, well, how about we ask this Hall of Famer right here? right. <laughs> and I, I guess he is Hall he is a, a He's old school, but he's he sided with me. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. Where to go, Adam? Yeah. It's a big moment. Yeah, that know. is a big <laughs> moment. But um, Bob Horner. Uh, oh my gosh. Claudel Washington. Hello. No idea. No so idea. That is, yeah. Best <laughs> best looking uh, baseball player I've ever seen in a uniform. I'll just say that. Wow. Uh-huh. Very fair. He played right. He played right field. Uh, him is. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, but so, mom, you brought a uh, this this article that was actually written about you in the Savannah Morning News uh, on October second, nineteen eighty three, titled "The Last Fan." As Atlanta's hopes failed, one held out. Uh, talks about you watching games at Manuel's Tavern. Uh, listening to the the radio call on your headphones. Um, while I was sitting at the bar. While you're sitting at the bar. And of course, the sound is off at the bar because you can't have the TV on. Yeah, and th- this oh. this article describes you as uh, by keeping up with the play by play on the radio while watching the television at the other end of the room. Miss Allen was able to announce scores on the Dodgers game to those seated around her, because they were playing a different team and the Dodgers were in the in the division with the Braves. So how how are you approached uh, by this by this uh, writer Katie Wood? Katie Wood um, writing this article. Uh, how, how did that come about? Well, um, obviously I, I stood out because I was sitting at the bar and I had on a set of headphones. Huge and, headphones, I imagine. In the 80s. yeah, back in the eighties, yeah, there was nothing airbud about that. Right. And um, she just walked up to me because she was doing. Uh, a feature for the Savannah paper on Braves fans. She had been to Harrison's that night. Harrison's was a very popular bar back in uh, the early in the 70s and 80s in Atlanta. The beer mug. And so she came to Manuals for her last stop and found me there. So I fit right into uh, what she was out to write about that night. And she just started chatting with me. Um, so... That's how that happened. But I was a rabid. I still am, but I was a rabid Braves fan back then. 
they were a huge part of my life. I mean, I went to games all the time. And anyway, and interestingly enough, we were in a division race with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And it was either the Dodgers or the Braves were going to win the division. And nobody gave the Braves a chance. And that's why it's that was, called The Last Fan, yeah. because I still believe that we could. And that, that was the year we did not. That I believe. But we did win that game. Uh, the night she wrote that story, yeah. we did win that yeah. game, but we did not go on to win the division. Right. And we came in second to the Dodgers. So, what? Yeah, this article yeah. says you've only missed watching or listening to just five games all season. Probably due to a catastrophic power outage. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that, well, that was her. That she, that she always had to be somewhere to watch the game. Who says that? Atlanta doesn't have real sports fans, right? Well, there are there are, there are some. Yeah. I think there are a lot of us, but yeah, we're just. I think we're getting better. But we're just disappointed often, yeah. you know. But when when did you when did you realize? Uh, you know, I, I don't believe in curses. Really. I don't either. But but what you you know you've experienced this more than anybody that I know personally. The 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 continued heartbreak across all the teams over the years. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you deal with that? I I deal with it very poorly as you know. Uh, but how do you from from uh, you know the the Falcons blowing that lead in the eighties to the Cowboys to the, the the Super Bowl to the ninety six World Series. How do you keep your head up and keep on going? Well, I think if you have a love of sport, of the sport, and of just competition, then you embrace that. Whether you win or lose, there's a, a joyfulness in just the the sporting of it all. Pride in your city. And, and the city and also just fantastic athletes competing against each other and the joy that you get to watch that. And if your team loses, of course it's gut-wrenching and so sad. But the fact that your team is there competing for some fabulous result, you know, World Series, Super Bowl, whatever it might be, um, that's, that should bring you a lot of joy too. I know it's hard in the immediate aftermath when we were crushed. <laughs> but I I love competition. I love to watch that. And, of course, I, I root for my Braves. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, because they knew I was from North Carolina, and when the uh, um, Falcons were playing the Panthers, and they were like, so you're rooting for the Panthers. I was like, are you out of your mind? No. <laughs> no, I'm not rooting for the Panthers. There right. were no Panthers when I grew up in North Carolina. Right. There was no team at all in North Carolina. There was no basketball, football, baseball, nothing. So, no. I'm a Braves fan. I'm a Falcons fan. You yeah. watch the Hawks too, won't you? I'm a Hawks fan. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's difficult because there have been so, so many crushing, like yeah. the 90... Um, 96. Six World Series. Oh, my gosh, with the Yankees? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's worse, that or the Super Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl was uh, turn off the TV and go to bed immediately. Um, Yeah. That that was just the most... That, I think, was the most crushing because it all happened in one day. 
you know, this little series happened over a series slow of ride. days. At least it, it was a slow death. Right. At least, at least, yeah. At least well, it wasn't over after Valerit's home run. The no. it was over once it was over. Yes. I mean, wow. Anyway, so. Um, but I've been taking you to Braves games since you were, before you were born. Yeah. When I was pregnant. And mm-hmm. you went to the 91, you know, as a little tiny tyke. Yeah. Yeah. So we had season tickets back then. So we were right. You there. didn't have a chance to not suffer, Graham. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I'm really grateful for the opportunity to suffer. Like I said, I mean, I think, I think one of the things that we and we should appreciate that. Yeah. No, I think one of the things. We well, something in our lifetime, I think. Well, yeah, we have. But I think well, something something later something on. We too. won the World Series, guys. I yeah. was I was five. I remember it, but you I was, was still there. Yeah, we, I was, we haven't suffered enough. At that point in time. Right. You hadn't suffered enough because you yeah. were too young. Right. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the great run that Bobby Cox took the Braves on. Sure. 14 years, especially, two years. I mean, my word. Especially the No 90s. one will ever do that again. Yeah. You know? We were so spoiled by We were. That. We were. And, wow. I, and I think also that contributed to some of the ambivalence in the city because it was just like, well, we'll just Every see what year. happens in the division series. Yeah. And then people don't even go because they know we're going to, you know, go forward. Right. I just got my little... Uh, message today about N- NLCS tickets. tickets. Oh, jeez, let me jump in the and gun. World yet. Series. They're already, they're already. I've already been offered, you know, to buy them. Uh, I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah, I, can't I have no concept for, of that. For me, this year, like winning a championship would be winning one series. That's all I want. Just this. Yeah, one the series. division. I want to beat the Dodgers. The division. Yeah, I want. And then obviously the I'll readjust. Exactly. Right. But reset. That would right. be amazing. That would be pretty nuts. It would be. But the fact of the matter that we are in this position and that we are in oh, yeah. the playoffs yeah. this year, which shouldn't be happening. No one ever, ever, ever thought this was going to happen. No, no. Which I think is so fun. It's even better. So fun. Yeah. yeah. Take us through '91, uh, the miracle season. Not the whole thing, obviously, but just like how Braves fever. You want to talk about that? I mean, you know how. Huh? You know how I am. What do you mean? I can't do things like that. Well, just like, just the feeling, I don't know, something. You can't do that? I mean, well, on, you know I'll, how, I'll, I mean. I'm sorry, everything. No, it's just like. No, no, I need to ask the question again. Okay, no, Or yeah. right, unless you don't want me to ask it. No, I'm just saying. It's like, as you and I have had this conversation so many times, I don't remember lines in movies. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember specific this games. Is, yeah. Like you'll say, oh, do you remember that catch? Now, I do remember the Aussie, uh, not Aussie, what was his name? The outfielder who turned into a huge drug addict. Uh, Otis Nixon. Otis Nixon, <laughs> because our seats were in dead center field. Mm-hmm. And he made that catch right, and we were on the second row. That's where our season tickets were. Yeah. In Turner Field. He made that catch right in front of us. Now, I'll, I'll never Fulton forget County. that. That was Fulton That's why I made yeah, Fulton yeah. County. But um, it's like, I don't remember, like, when you're saying, taught me through the 91 season. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I can't I just, do that either. I had to go I, back and look up the box scores from the 2012 wildcard game and then I remember that the like 2013 series. And, like, Elliot Johnson was the name of that guy. Elliot Johnson. What did he do? Remember, he, he played for Ugla because Ugla sucked so much. Like, he was left off the playoff he roster. He was our starting second baseman. I loved baseman. Ugla. I loved... Remember how excited I was about Dan Ugla? I yeah. bought, actually, a Dan Ugla. Not actually, a t-shirt. Actually, 
I actually got that for you, I think. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I loved him. And then he just like went to yeah, hell. Oh my God, he was so good in Florida. Yeah. Anyway, Graham, so 1991. Yeah. Let me tell you what I remember. Yeah, just just memories or any sort nothing. of feeling. I remember You nothing. remember nothing? I remember taking you as a little tiny type <laughs> to the game because you were exactly one year old because you were born in April. And you were like one and a half. Mm-hmm. And I have such cute pictures of you there. Uh, that's about what I remember. <laughs> so let, let, let me try a different question. All right. Out so of all the... That would not be a good question. Out of all the different... But I love that picture of you. All oh, the different sorry. stadiums and or arenas that you've seen over the years. In which Atlanta? ones? Yeah, which one's been your favorite one? Wow. Well, I have such a heart... I mean, I have such a soft spot in my heart for Fulton County Stadium. Yeah. Because we had season tickets here, and we were, like, right in center field, second row, in the outfield, which was so fun. And back then, I could see. I can't see now. If I sit in the outfield, I can't see the ball. But back then, I could see. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. Um, that was super fun. Did you and ever we, see Falcons games there? And we, yeah. yeah. And we had, uh, fr- you know, we got to be friends with all these people that had season tickets there. It was, like, super, super fun. Um, and Graham was just a little tiny thing, and we would take him to all the games, and he loved, and he, you know, and he never cried. He was just like the bat. He, it was like he loved baseball mm-hmm. from like in his blood. No. It was just like it was so cute. No, like I said, he I was, never got bored. Yeah. He was just like I was raised on that shit. Yeah, he was. It was yeah. like pablum to him. So, was that my favorite? And then we had season tickets when they built the TED. They transferred us, you know, to uh, the TED. We had season tickets there. Um, what, do you think, what do you think of the bins? You've been a few times. United. Uh, so, you like United, too, right? So fun. Yeah. Oh, I went with my friends that have, like, Uber tickets, like, right on the thing. And you get to go downstairs Dang. and, you know, hang out and do all that. And then you, like, go right up there and you're sitting... Like on the fifty yard line. That's awesome. Super fun. Yeah. That was. I loved that. Hmm. So if they win a championship, would you consider that an Atlanta championship? The Atlanta United. I'm just. I'm just. That's. You can't. It's not the same. I'm just not there now. My friend Renee, who took me as her guest to that game. Is so there, but I'm not there. That's yeah. to me is not. I'm not quite embraced. I mean, I love it and I love the energy. Well, yeah, it's, it's great for the city. So much fun! Yeah, oh my god, I, I don't think I've ever been in a funner atmosphere at a game. However, it doesn't feel the same to me. No. Does it to you? Oh, not at all. But well, it's I mean, so much I mean, fun. there's not that history, but also someone made a great point. That the MLS isn't even like close to the it's, top it's soccer not, league in know, the world. It's, it's like right. So it's not even like it's like double A baseball. Yeah, right. Really, but it's it was so fun. Oh my gosh, I had such a good time watching that game. But no, I'm not. I'm not. It doesn't touch my heart. We're not going to be having a parade down Peachtree. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're not going to. I'm sure there win, would be one. Yeah. But if the we're not going to go. Win, I will go. Oh, I will go. I'll, if I'll the think. Falcons win, yeah. I will go. Oh, yeah. So is there anything else you want to, any words you want to leave us with before we wrap up the show? I think it's a beautiful thing because I think that's one of the things I was saying earlier is that sports bring people together and they can be such, you know, different temperaments or 
personalities, race, creed, sex, but there's something about sporting and competition that people either connect to or they don't. And you two connected to it, and that's what brought you together. I love that because I'm, as you know, a big sports fan. So, Adam, please tell us about what happened with the Hawks in their first preseason game. I believe it was against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans, yes. Those bastards from New Orleans. Again, we have to play them in another sport. Yep. Um, We won a game. My God. By, like, 15 points or so. How did your boy Trey Young look? Uh, Trey Young looked really good passing the ball. Passing the ball. Did he turn the ball over, like, seven times? No. Oh, wow. He just... Yeah, he had, like, 11 points, but I think that was on, like... 2010 shooting. Right, I was about like to that. say. Yeah. It wasn't great. Uh, Bembry looked really good getting to the hole. Mm. Uh, he's a guy kind of fighting for his life. What about Herder? Uh, Herder, I actually saw him make a layup. My God. Yeah. But he only had like two points. He okay. didn't really do much. Um, Torian? Torian, like 10 points. It didn't seem to do a bunch either. Jeremy Lin looked good. Ah, uh, Lin Sanity. Uh, Alex Lynn looked good. You know about this guy? Yeah, we center talked about that, him. Center that we got from the Suns. On one of the shows from like five months ago. Yeah, he had like uh, four blocks in like ten minutes. Jesus. Yeah. He's 7'2". He's a really good rim protector. He, he we talked a, about that on the show. He was a number six overall pick. He's really going to bolster the interior of the defense. Vince Carter looked good. BC played? Yep. Nice. yep. I, I really want to go watch him play. I saw him, saw him drain a three. Um, yeah. I mean, they see they were moving the, the. Pierce likes to play extremely fast, like unbelievably fast, mm. and apparently they were playing too slow for his liking last night, and they were all over the place, just throwing up shots. Um, so we'll see. They could be better than people think, which is probably not a good thing because we want that draft pick again. <laughs> right. Like I saw someone talk about it on Twitter today. I didn't watch the game at all. Or Brad, read anything Brad about Roland. It. I think it, was, it was a Roland. It was some random uh, fan. Who is just saying, oh, you know what? I think this Hawks team could be like the Braves and take some people by surprise and maybe sneak into the postseason. I was like, no, 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 no. We got to build this team up. This isn't like baseball where you don't have, where you, where you know, where you have like, uh, you know, 50 rounds of draft picks. We need to get in that lottery again. Right. But that Trey Young, John Collins connection looks pretty sweet. Yeah. So good. I'm really looking forward to seeing John Collins. I know we're not. There's a lot more shit going on than the Hawks, but right. It's fair to mention them. Got to mention it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. So we'll see what happens. The season starts October 17th. Yep. Right so around ho- the corner. Ho- hopefully, the Braves will still be playing. Yeah, that'd be nice. We have some Hawks and Braves action. United. I think postseason will happen then. Could be pretty cool. Amon, thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it was it's awesome having you on the show. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I and love that you all are. Still great friends all these years later. Yes. Still podcasting. Still podcasting, year surprisingly after. enough. Well, I mean, you weren't podcasting when you were 10, but. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had the first podcast ever. You would have been bitten. You would have been bitten right right. right. the podcast. Exactly. We'd be in an actual <laughs> studio and not <laughs> with this dead plant that looks uh, even worse for the wear this week than it did last week. Hey, there's still some green there. Well, yeah. there's a little bit. A, there's a little, there's a little green frond yep. hanging on for your life. But, uh, let's go Braves. Yeah, let's go Braves. Playoffs start on Thursday. I predict next week will be a very emotional episode. Regardless of what happens. One way or another. Regardless of what happens. 
Positive. Yeah. I, I hope you're right. Um, thank you all for listening out there. Until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer. <laughs> Remain in brotherhood and stay true to Atlanta. Hospitometer said. Hospitometer said. <laughs>